It's another edition of Riding Home. Dean Leggy and Dylan Weber. Dylan at practice today. Y'all got to talk to J.R. Reed and Walter Grant, but DeAndre Swift was back out there. Um, not really. A, yeah. Not really a surprise. No, I mean, y'all said y'all saw him walking around the facility after that day that he he missed. Um, you know, we reported that he was dealing with concussion issues. We weren't even sure if it was an actual concussion, but. Um, symptoms to a concussion arose with him, and um, that's what I think led to him being out. But, yeah, he's back and looks fine. I don't think it's anything to worry about going into the season. Um, J.R. Reed said the havoc rate is out the roof right now. Yes, he was really raving about that. I mean, because, you know, the havoc talk, the havoc rate with Dan Lanning is, I mean, huge. They, that's all they talk about, apparently. Um so at least all the defensive players talk about. They want that havoc rate to be high, and he said that. I mean, it's been like he said out the roof. Uh, he said well, that doesn't sound uh, that doesn't that doesn't sound good for the uh, offensive line. Not at all. It doesn't sound good just for the offense in general. I mean, he was saying that it was a high rate of interceptions as well. Um, hmm. That was, I think, that's what he said it was the most of was interceptions, and he couldn't give a specific number, but he said it was. Um, more than he had seen in the past two years uh, about this time. So you can look at it one way saying, hey, wow, that's really great for the defense. They got a great havoc rate. Or you can look at it and say, wow, the offense has turned the ball over a lot. Yeah, you don't want that if you can, if you can help it. Um, school has started at Georgia. Uh, the dogs are, let's see, what are they, 16 days away from the opener in, um, in Nashville. Uh, the SEC sent something out today from the NCAA about um, targeting rules. Have you heard anything uh, in your time in Athens this week uh, dealing with targeting at all, or just scuttlebutt no. even at media days? No, the last thing I ever heard about targeting was at media days. Um, I don't think it's that big of a concern. I think it's you know I, I think the players just know if they hit right, then they're going to be fine. But you know, <laughs> just can't leave with the crown. <laughs> And you know, easier said than done. But how about how about the uh, you know, I, Jr. Obviously, is a smart guy. Uh, transferred in, uh, very passionate. Can um, I don't know how else to describe him, but uh, certainly a very smart kid. But um, he's one of the he's one of the guys back there who. Um, is going to be dependent on for, you know, I guess you could say leadership is probably one way to put it. But he's got to make plays I mean, too. Go ahead. Experience for experience, sure. I mean, certainly. he's not, yeah. Leadership, I don't know. He, he doesn't seem like the, the hoorah kind of guy that gets you riled up in the locker room. But he's the kind of guy that, you know, when you make a mistake, he can tell you, hey, this is what you did wrong. This yeah. is how you can fix it. He's been there. I mean, this is his third year uh, starting at Georgia is, what, now fourth year playing college football. I mean, he's seen a lot, and he can help those younger guys a lot. And I mean, there are a lot of younger guys under him, guys who just don't have as much experience. Someone was talking about on, on dog posts earlier today, um, and, it, I mean, it's a question that's brought up every now and then, but, like, Nate McBride playing this season at Georgia, they were talking about Nate, but... I mean, any linebacker at Georgia is going to have a real hard time, a middle linebacker, well, really any linebacker, is going to have a really hard time fighting their way onto the starting lineup. How, how is someone like Nate, who's really never, in a, in a big way, done a lot 
for Georgia? How is he going to suddenly become a guy that, that Georgia depends on? Or is, is it just so crowded that someone like Nate uh, is, is, is going to be a special teams guy? I mean, it's, it's just going to be really hard for him. Um, you know, I, I think he's a really solid player, but compared to the likes of, of Tate Crowder, Monty Rice, and Kobe Dean, his athleticism just isn't as much there. Right. And, I mean, I, on special teams, he's a solid player. And I, I think he's – I would say he's even a great special teams player, has been now for two straight years. Um, but I, it, I wouldn't say so great because I can't remember the first thing that he's done on special teams. And I'm not trying to run him down. I just – I don't remember necessarily I, what he's I remember done. I remember specifically his freshman year in that 2017-2018. I remember him being pretty good, especially on kickoffs, on just coverage there. Um, And, you know, I guess he didn't really make any, like, humongous plays, but I thought he was always very solid and very dependable there. And and I think that's the kind of player he is. But like you said, Georgia now, for all linebackers, and really just any position, if we're being quite honest, it's really hard to just break through I mean, you have to be extraordinarily special to break through and get in that starting lineup. I don't I – mean, I'm just looking at the linebackers right here. There's 14 of them on scholarship. Um, take Now, I could be slightly wrong about some of these, so people don't kill me. But Tay Crowder at inside linebacker – or no, well, no, 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 no. Well, actually, Tay Crowder might be the only senior linebacker on the team. But you've got guys like Walter Grant, who's an outside guy, Monty Rice and, and Tay Crowder are inside guys. McBride is an inside guy. Uh, I was about to call him Arthur Anderson, but um, Adam. Uh, Adam Anderson from Rome, an outside guy. Robert Beal, uh, Channing Tindall, who we've talked about quite a bit. Um, B, uh, I was about to say B.J. Ojolari, but Aziz Ojolari. And you've got the new guys, too, uh, with Smith, Johnson, Jermaine David. Johnson. Yeah, uh, Nicobe Dean and uh, a kid we, we went to go see uh, – Tresman Marshall. So they've got plenty of guys. And for any of them, I mean, why don't people ask that about um, Channing Tindall? About why he's not playing? Yeah, I mean, Channing has been there like one year less or fewer, whatever it is, uh, than than Nate. Because for Nate right now, I feel like it's kind of hitting the point where it's like, you know, is he going to play or is he not? Because... very rare, I think, do you find a guy who will just come in, you know, not play much all three years, and then senior year just suddenly play. So well, I think I'll say this. Kind of, did you did you think Tay Crowder was going to come in and play a lot? Last or last year? Yeah. Um, I I, I not as much as he did. Right. I mean, it it was but, a situation yeah. where, you know, Tay Crowder has been developed, for sure. I mean, I'm not. Absolutely. I'm not saying he's a world beater, but he's a guy who's been developed over time. And can you can you do that with Nate McBride? What I would say is, it's going to be tough because if guys like Nakobe have already passed him, um, you know, I don't know how you get around that. I mean, I just it, you know the talent level has just increased so yeah. much since yeah. Nate McBride came in. I mean, the, the recruiting classes have gotten way better, so. You know, it while it gets thinner up top, right below him, it just the competition keeps piling up and piling up. Yeah, yeah, it does, and it's. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, 
I think people that people have are very interested in Nate for in some cases obvious reasons, but at the same time, you know, th- there's no no one feels bad for anybody on this roster. If if you really believe in competition, um, they're not going to do anything other than play the best players that are out there. And you you look at this. I mean, I have the chart in front of me. They've got 83 guys on scholarship this second. And there's a lot of what I call two-dot players on here. And, you know, Nate was a, a, a one-dot player. Tate Crowder was a no-dot player. He was not even top 300 kid. So, and neither was J.R. Reed. Neither was Tyreek McGee. Neither was Michael Barnett. I mean, they had plenty of guys. Neither was Brian Herrian. They've had plenty of guys who are, who are uh, contributors to starters on this team who are not Top 300 players. There's a few, there's plenty of them. I would say more than a handful, but they're not in the majority. And the majority of the playmakers on this team are two dot players. All you have to do is look at the offensive line and see. <laughs> the only guy who's not a top 300 player on that line was Solomon Kinley, and the whole world just missed and, on him. And he's now. I think he was the coach's second team All SEC. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, he's been developed. But I mean, Trey Hill, Jamari. Uh, you know Ben Cleveland, obviously Isaiah Thomas. I mean Isaiah uh, Andrew Thomas was a top three, uh, top one hundred player, top fifty player, top twenty player. Uh, Isaiah Wilson was a top fifty player. Cade Mays, Ben Cleveland, I just mentioned. You know Trey Hill, who I thought would need to develop. Yeah, he developed for like half a season, and then he went out there and started <laughs> starting. You know, so uh, there there are plenty of you know two dot players on this team, and. Playing time for everyone is going to be a dogfight. I mean, they're not joking around about competition. I don't think no. I, I don't think Rodrigo Blankenship has serious competition. I don't think Jake Fromm has serious competition. I, I say this in all sincerity and seriousness. Everybody else on that team is fighting for playing time. They're either fighting for playing time or starting time, or they're fighting to get on special teams. Everyone. Agreed. I, I don't think there is. I mean, you, you have people that are better off, but I don't think anyone besides those two are safe. Correct. You know? I, mean, I don't think anything – or maybe, maybe secure is a better word. Ben, I don't think anything is secure for everyone else. Ben Cleveland started in the, in the national championship game and started and was the starter heading into and, became, and remained the starter for you know, a while in 2018. And he is, he is in a major fight with Cade Mays for the only spot remaining, so to speak, on the offensive line. He was he was listed as a coach's all SEC third team today. And he, so might, he and he doesn't have he doesn't have a starting job right now, a secure one. Right. I mean that's insane. That's just crazy. Well and I mean I think the other the only other guy I think really who is, is pretty secure is Tyler Simmons, actually. But everybody else Yeah. Yeah. Because Tyler's situation is I mean, they fought Alabama hard for him. And I don't think that the coaching staff necessarily anticipated that he would play as many downs and be in on as many consequential plays as he has been for Georgia when they were recruiting him against Alabama and they basically took him out from underneath Alabama on signing day in 2017. They didn't think he was that but as it turns out, and maybe he's not that, but as it turns out, he's played a ton of plays at Georgia. A lot of plays. A lot of plays that really mattered, too. 
And uh, needless to say, I, I don't. Th it was pretty clear he was not offside on that one play, which was a consequential one that was called back. But every other yeah. every other time they're out there, man, Tyler Simmons is out there a lot. So I'd say he is one of the three guys that maybe is you know I don't know about protected, but in good shape. I would say secure. Yes. I think it's the best word for. It. I mean, yeah. I would think his job is secure. But receiver wise, I don't. Other than that. And, and maybe DeAndre Swift as well, but I mean yes, again, but, but DeAndre, still, but DeAndre, as I think you're about to say, you know DeAndre is fighting for snaps too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like no one's snaps are secure, besides <laughs> Jake and besides Rodrigo, and I guess Jake Camarda because he kind of just de facto. Jake Camarda, you know, we only get Kirby so much, but Jake Camarda is a guy that needs to perform. And last we saw, he hurt them. And so I'm curious to see what, what you know, this, this month, you want to see consistency from him because we know he can blast it, but you want to make sure that everything is, is, is firing on all cylinders. Didn't have that last, Con you know, in that Texas Consistency game. and just touch. I mean, he's got to right. have touch on those balls. Uh, that's something that I think, yeah, that helps Georgia so much with Cam Nislik in that no 2017 question. season. I mean, he was, I think people kind of glance over that. He was so crucial to that special teams unit. And, I mean, he just had touch. He could pin it within the, um, you know, the 10-yard line pretty regularly. It is, it at is, least within the 20. It is not easy to go 90 yards. A lot of my friends, um, particularly one in particular, who was a linebacker at Georgia in the late 90s, would just say, Hey, look! It's hard to go eighty yards. It's hard to do that. It's it's not easy to yeah. do it. And you know, but you need consistency. And you know, one of those touchdowns from Texas came from a poor play from him. And you just you just can't have that. You, just, you can't have it. But freshman season, you know, we'll we'll see. They're not. They're George's not going to be in the position in the future where they're. I don't get the impression that they're that they're going to be. Uh, I don't get the impression that they're going to be in this situation in the future where they're really worried about who's going to be their specialists, who their specialists are going to be, I should say. But well, no, they have recruited efficiently. I hear that you are nearly home. We've, we really rattled off a bunch of stuff today. Sorry about that. Yeah, we hit a lot of points. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's good. But, I mean, you know, you're getting to the part of the camp where – it's hard to know for sure who's going to start. I mean, who, what what the sort of storylines are. School started. Saturday's yeah. important, though. Saturday's important. There's no practice tomorrow, Friday. And if you're listening to it, it's probably today. There's no practice on Friday. And then they have a script. Excuse me. Well, why don't you take over this part and explain the schedule? Because I'm screwing well, it up. So, yeah, nothing, nothing tomorrow. And then scrimmage or Saturday. Georgia's, Georgia, pra Georgia practices, but we can't see it. And there's oh, no – Yeah. And then that scrimmage, yeah, that then, scrimmage I mean, is kind of the last call, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be a big one. I mean, just because of the news that came out about how poorly the offense did. Um, so, I mean, yeah. it's just going to be kind of curious to see how it goes. All right, Dean Leckie, Dylan Weber, we will see you all soon. Go to dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com. Thanks to everyone for signing up. And those of you who are signing up to Dog Post from, from YouTube, how about that? All right, we'll see you next time.